I'm coming back to the Rondo injury. I'm coming back to this Rondo injury. Don't worry about it. I'm coming back to Kawhi Leonard. I'm getting to all of this stuff. I'm coming back to the NBA in the bubble. But I need a minute here to talk about this college sports issue with Mike Bowen, the athletic director from USC. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. This is ESPN Radio. Home base Los Angeles. Worldwide on the ESPN app. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Mike Bone's about to give us some straight talk here. I can tell you that right now. Uh, is Mike ready to go, Bronny? I was, I was jamming to the music. Okay, all right, let me know when he's here. Look, here's the thing. I think if you're, a, if you're a USC football fan, you're a UCLA football fan, you're a college football fan, you, you kind of are trying to figure this out. Like, how are they going to do this? I mean, because I, I would say of all the sports that I would be most concerned about, you know, MLS is in a bubble. NBA is in a bubble. Uh, baseball is going to play with nobody around. I, I guess if I were to guess, the hardest one to govern, if you will, might be college sports because the kids are in their dorms or in their apartments and you know who knows you know who's doing what with who so here we go mike bone is standing by and let's find out from the usc athletic director what's going to happen this year mike bone on scott kaplan on 710 espn hi mike hey good, good afternoon it's a pleasure to be with you how you been man it's been a little while it has been a while been good we've been uh Hustling, trying to get better, trying to do good things just like you, and just trying to help people understand the terrific value of sports in our country and uh, why it's important for you to do what you do and uh, why we do all we do for student-athletes, our communities, and uh, our regions to uh, provide uh, great entertainment and a sense of a rallying point for so many people to get together. Mike, do me a quick favor here just to get us up to speed uh, before we get into this conversation. At last, you and I had seen each other and had worked together. You were the athletic director at San Diego State. Could you just very quickly tell me when you left there to how you got to SC? Well, first of all, thank you. I really enjoyed working with you in, in San Diego and uh, the work we did there on so many different initiatives to uh, set the record of attendance for a college baseball game and a record attendance for the Aztecs and football. And you were a great partner in that and uh, recognizing that uh, those were wonderful accomplishments. And then I went on to the university of Colorado for eight years. We made the move to the, to the PAC 12 conference and uh, went in there after the scandal associated with the football program, which was obviously uh, uh, not a lot of fun to deal with, but uh, we made a lot of progress. And after eight years, it was, really a, a time for uh, a transition and, and some new leadership at, at Colorado. And I was fortunate enough to go to the University of Cincinnati where, uh, again, we uh, put together some wonderful things. And I believe the football program's ranked in the top 20 as the number one uh, uh, football program amongst the Autonomy Five, uh, excuse me, the uh, group of five uh, programs in the country with Luke Fickle. And going to the NCAA tournament six years in a row was wonderful with Mick Cronin and uh, – uh, just a lot of fun renovating the stadium and, and uh, uh, having that done, and then obviously redoing the arena there, and then fortunate enough to come to, to USC in, in November. I ask you all of that because I think it's really interesting how guys get to where they are in their business. This is Mike Bone. He's the athletic director at USC on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And to hear you go from one school to the next, from big conference down to build an arena and build a program, it's all fascinating because when you come to USC, as I recall, 
the first day on the job, the most the thing that most people wanted to talk to you about was what's the future of the head football coach? That was then you've made that decision. Let's talk about today, Mike, the future of actually playing. Start me off with this. Do you think USC is going to play football this year? Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, we're trying like it, doing everything we can to, <laughs> to try and play. But uh, uh, I think that uh, you're a specimen of uh, our ability to protect our athletes and coaches and, and staff, uh, yet alone our fans, is a, a significant challenge. So uh, obviously, again, just like the entire country, we are hopeful to be able to play, but hope is not a great strategy. Instead, what we're trying to do is everything we can to ensure that our protocols are tight, that they're fundamentally sound, and that we have the ability to uh, rally everybody to ensure our, our student-athletes are safe. But uh, as of right now, Scott, uh, I think it's 50-50 at best. We're talking to Mike Bone. He's the athletic director at USC. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Wow. So it's 50-50 at best. Who ultimately makes the call is it USC, or let me rephrase, is it individual institution, or is it conference? Is it the NCAA as a governing body? Who ultimately will make this call for you guys? Well, ultimately, the, the decision is made by our president, and I'm lucky to have an incredible president that understands the, the uh, great value of intercollegiate athletics, and uh, her leadership within the Pac-12 conference is strong, and uh uh, again, uh, it's not going to come down to individual institutions, I don't believe. It's going to be leagues, similar to what you saw the Big Ten and the Pac-12 uh, do last week on conference-only scheduling. But the complexities of it, Scott, are, are, are vast. Uh, you know, you've got county officials, state officials, national officials, uh, and that's just on the, the uh, political side. That doesn't even involve all the different aspects of conferences and uh, uh, the NCAA who has yet to really uh, to weigh in on the ability to help determine whether or not we should have football or not. But when you see the Ivy League and now other leagues begin to talk about no sports in the fall, obviously that uh, creates uh, challenges for us as well. So we have a lot of work to do yet, but uh, the good news is we've got smart people that are, are experts in uh, all the different aspects of, of health. Uh, we've got experts associated with all the uh, testing protocols and all those different aspects we, we have in place. So uh, we're going to give it a, a great try. And uh, again, we want to make sure that our student athletes are, are safe. Mike Bone is the athletic director at USC. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. If you're just getting with us, Mike just said, when asked the question, will USC play football this year? He said, best guess, 50-50. So let me ask you then, Mike, where are where is the USC football team today are the guys there on campus are they working out have are they all being tested are they being quarantined i'm just curious to know because i mean the season is really supposed to be about six weeks away well first of all our athletes are participating in voluntary workouts and uh, we have a majority of our team here and uh, they are on campus and participating in those workouts daily and uh, we have weekly testing we have uh uh, strong protocols associated with every aspect of, of their entrance into the facility. Uh, yesterday, we were obviously shut down by the uh, by the state associated with working out indoors, so all of our workouts are happening outdoors. But again, uh, our campus protocols and uh, testing are, are very, very sound, and I'm pleased with the progress that we have there. 
But again, that is a daily commitment, and I really have to salute our student athletes and coaches for the uh, incredible intensity of focus they have on following all the protocols with masks and testing and uh, uh, the checklist they go through on a daily basis to ensure that they are uh, keeping their teammates safe. And uh, I really have to give a lot of credit to our young men that are doing that because that is not an easy adjustment. And, uh, again, as you mentioned, uh, being in dorms, being around uh, apartments, being out and about in the community, I mean, their discipline is critical to keeping our student-athletes from getting infected. Mike, there have been plenty of other college football programs around the country that have reported that they have players with positive tests. Does USC have any football players with a positive COVID test? Well, we've had we it, it's been uh, out in the social media. We've had a we've had some tests that are positive, yes, but we have not had a major outbreak outbreak like uh, many programs. And again, I think that's a, a tribute to our coach and his staff and uh, and the players and the training staff that are doing a great job of helping our athletes understand the proper way to uh, ensure that they're protecting themselves and their teammates talking to mike bone he's the athletic director at usc about the future of not just sc football this year but college football this year and then the aftermath is what happens to other college sports so stand by on that part of it uh, mike i i would like to know because um, there have been it seems to me anyway conflicting reports i'm not sure what to believe in social media right now the USC Alabama game scheduled for September fifth in Dallas is that officially off? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How's that decision yes, get made? Are, is that you guys? Are, is that them? We are committed to playing conference only games, and, and when the Pac twelve conference uh, made that decision, uh, unfortunately, the Alabama game and also the Notre Dame game were therefore no longer scheduled. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you do? Just keep the schedule exactly as it is. You just don't play on those weeks. Well, I, I think that the schedule is still being built by the Pac-12 mm-hmm. Conference. So the question is, is it nine games, ten games, 11 games? And, and how do we put that together? When does it start? All those questions uh, are anticipated to be answer, answered by the end of the month. So we still have a lot of work to do on that. And I'd, I'd just like to say that I'm as disappointed as our student-athletes are to lose those two marquee games. I know what they mean to our institution. I know what they mean to America. I know what they mean as far as the history uh, of some of those games, and uh, we're very, very disappointed. But I, in the end, it's about being able to manage this schedule the best you can, and the best way to do that is through a, a conference-only schedule. And I'm really proud of our peers in the in the league that helped us get to that point. Talking to Mike Bone, he's the athletic director at USC. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Just lend me an opinion, because I know this isn't your deal, but lend me an opinion. If all conferences go to conference-only schedules, just your opinion, knowing what you know. Is Notre Dame out of luck? They don't play football this year because they don't have a conference affiliation? No, no. Notre Dame will be fine. Notre Dame will find a way to make it work. And, uh, and uh, obviously, we'll do everything we can to support Notre Dame as well. Then why uh, not play them? Different ways. But, well, obviously, it has to do with the complexities associated with uh, supporting our league, first and foremost, and the flexibility, Scott, that that provides us in scheduling. So, uh uh, that's obviously why that decision was made. I got you. Okay, we're talking to Mike Bone, the athletic director at USC. Okay, Mike, let, let's talk about this. Let's just play hypothetical. You ready? Um, football's going to play. And, and the Pac-12 decided conference-only schedule. So we're, we're, and you said, it, how many games are we going to play? 9, 10, 11? How are we going to do this? But okay, SC is going to play football this year. Let's just go with that for a moment. Are you with me? Yes. 
what happens to the other sports then for the fall? Should I should I automatically assume that if SC plays football, then every other sport will play? Or is it conceivable from your position as athletic director that you guys might choose just to play football and shut down every other fall sport? Tell me what you think. Well, I, w- I wouldn't anticipate that to be the case. We, we have a wonderful commitment and a strong commitment to all of our sports and our Olympic sports at, at USC are important to us. So uh, uh, obviously we're going to try and do everything we can to support uh, every one of our sports. And it's not just about football by any means. So what other sports, I, I, excuse me for not knowing the entire roster of what sports play alongside football. Most of us are consumed with college football when we're just fans. But if you're a parent, like I have a daughter who's going to play college soccer, and she's already on campus getting ready to do all the things they need to do before training camp starts. Um, what other sports are there during the fall other than football? And I obviously know soccer. Right. Well, obviously the, the main two are, are women's volleyball is a fall sport and women's soccer as you mentioned, and then you, you add in uh, uh, water polo, and uh, that's a, a nationally contending team here at UFC on that, so that's an important part for us. And then obviously you've got cross-country that runs in the fall as well. Okay, so let me get what you're saying. That if football is a go, the other sports are a go. Well, I, would, I, I don't think it's that simple, Scott, but... Uh, Certainly the commitment is to try and support all of our athletes. I think that's the most important thing for people to understand is we, we are interested in supporting all of our athletes and, and trying to understand how we can create an environment for them to compete safely because uh, uh, obviously it's so important to them. It, it, the passion of our Olympic sports is just the same as it is for, uh, for our football team. Well, I'm just curious, you know, from a math standpoint, you know, when you're the athletic director at USC, we're talking to Mike Bone, it's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Mike, when you're the athletic director, you're the CEO of that that part of the business, okay? And I'm sure in your job, you've got to look at the dollars and the cents in all of this. If, if USC is accustomed to having 80,000 people in the Coliseum on Saturday afternoons, and now theoretically you're going to play in front of zero, I mean, that that's got to be devastating financially am i am i on here or am i way off here no you're that's that's a that's a big challenge for us no question and obviously the tv revenue that comes along with it but the tv stuff can still happen right well if we're playing without without fans that yes yes well i mean you're not going to play if you're not playing on tv would you no no right right of course not so so the, so so the money there's TV money and then there's you know home field money and I don't know what the balance is of those two things but the home field money and the paying for parking and the concessions and all of the other ancillary money making revenue streams they're they're going to be gone for this year. Well, you're you're right. And obviously that's a big part of the challenge. Man, is it what a weird year, huh Mike? I mean, is this the craziest freaking thing you've ever seen, dude? Uh, it, it's uh, un, you know everybody talks about being unprecedented. I think unprecedented is a is a understatement. It is it is beyond a seismic shock to our enterprise, and and I think that's why it's it's uh, such a difficult challenge for us because it just rocks every aspect of our enterprise, and uh, uh, you know obviously the academic side, which is so important to us. Uh, the uh, training side, the connection with community side, the, the rallying of alumni and students. I mean, Scott, it, it is 
it is uh, something that I don't think I could ever have fathomed. And uh, it is putting us to the test uh, like we have never been before ever in the history of intercollegiate athletics. I know. I know. It's it's the wildest thing. You know, it's like I'm listening to you talk earlier, and you're like, you know, we got all these health experts, and they, they know what they're doing. It's like, yeah, but, I mean, come on. This is all brand new stuff. Like, we're all just learning about it, hearing about it. I mean, my goodness, in February, I didn't even believe it was real. So the world has, has certainly changed a lot. And for college sports, we're still trying to figure out how this is going to go. Mike, a true pleasure. Congratulations on your success. I look forward to working with you many more times. Thank you really very, very much, man. Appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure to be with you, and uh, we're going to stay positive. And uh, congratulations on your new role there, and uh, we'll look forward to having an opportunity to visit again, hopefully in the near future, and hopefully with some good news. Yeah, that's what I want. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you, pal. Thanks. Mike Bone. Yeah, fight on. Fight on. You got it. Fight on. There you go. Mike Bone giving you the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And so, wow. Um, I mean, that that is – that is straight talk. When, when you are willing to say on a radio station of this magnitude with the four letters that are in front of the frequency, when, you, when you're willing to say on 710 ESPN, dude, we're 50-50. I promise you that is like bottom line ESPN TV, national news, USC athletic director Mike Bone says the football season is 50-50 because that's what it is. And if he were really being honest, just based on the tone, dude, Mike, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but it's the way I heard it. I'd say 30-70. Not happening. The way I heard it. All right, don't give time, or you don't have time to wax your car. 303 touchless sealant is quick and easy. Dude, super easy. Spray on and rinse off. Really? That's it? Yeah, it's that easy. Get ultimate protection and shine in minutes that last up to six months. Now available at O'Reilly. AutoZone and Advanced Auto Parts. Visit 303radio.com for more information. I don't know about the rest of you guys. I generally don't wash my own car anymore. Like when I was a kid, every Saturday morning, my father used to make me get up, mow the lawn, weed whack, and wash the cars. And I would complain and I would argue about it and until I got a car, you know, like my first car. And then all I wanted to do was keep it shiny and clean and make people take their shoes off when they got on inside. But I don't wash my own car anymore. I don't wax my own car. You tell me, 303, I can just spray it on and it's got that shine? I'll try that. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Thank you to Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC, and, uh, and thank you for being candid that the college football season is looking at 50-50. I also liked what he said. He goes, hey, it, it's not so easy. If football plays, everybody else plays. It, it's just it's not that simple. So uh, it is, as Mike said, Uh, unprecedented times is not nearly enough to describe what we are all living through right now coming up they're living in the bubble and they got a guy out and they got a guy injured and there's a lot of discussion about what the lakers are going to do next let's hear from the coach frank vogel let's hear from danny green kyle kuzma let's hear what these guys all had to say about the loss of rondo and discuss the injury timetable for him to get back don't go anywhere. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. If you're just getting with us here on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, the athletic director from USC, Mike Bone, was just on a few moments ago. I go back with Mike many years. It's a very comfortable relationship. As I'm kind of throwing some, some fastballs at him, he's knocking them down. He's doing an AD talk. I got it. It's cool. Uh, I thought he was very candid when asked, is USC going to play college football this year? And his answer was, at best, we're 50-50. 
And I thought it was a really good, candid answer. And for those of you that want to hear that, that may have missed it, all you have to do is go to the ESPN app and you will find it. And if you want me to give you like, you know, directions on like where to go and what to click, I'll do it. But I think you're all smart enough to figure it out because here's why, really, frankly, I was able to figure it out. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I can do it, you can do it. It's one of those kinds of deals. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Quote and buy. All online at Progressive.com. Quote. There you go. Um, I've been trying to put together the timetable because everybody seems to be in a panic, or at least that's the way I see it about this rondo injury oh my god rondo's out bradley's out two top guys who's going to handle ball who's going to bring the ball up the floor who's going to give lebron some relief so i'm just trying to figure out the timeline because let me play for you the audio from lakers coach frank vogel who's explaining that he believes that rondo will be back the timetable all works and he'll still be a big contributor here's what frank vogel said benefits us in this situation in particular and uh, you know what? What we have to understand about about Rajan, like losing Rajan, is a huge loss for our team. But we expect Rajan to be part of our playoff run. You know, we're looking at six to eight weeks, puts puts us somewhere around the first, second round of the playoffs. And um, you know, we're very confident that you know he will uh, he'll be able to get back and uh, you know be a major factor for us uh, in in play, in our playoff run. So um, having the the seeding games. Um, you know, the way they've set up this this uh, sort of schedule uh, benefits us in this situation for sure. All right, that's Lakers coach Frank Vogel. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. All right, Bergman, jump in here for a moment, okay? So I, I feel like I'm trying to do the math here, and you know I've, I've tried to do this on air before. It, it's very difficult for me to try and tap dance <laughs> while doing math at the same time. You see what I'm saying? Right. But I'm trying to figure it out here. So let's just say, worst case scenario, Rondo is out, let's call it two months, okay? So, right, eight weeks. So, so call it eight weeks from today. Today is July 14th? Yes. Right? Anybody it would be, it would be. You got to go, it's July 14th, but you got to go back, what, like four or five days. So, you know, it's this whole week, essentially. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so here we are, middle of July. We're talking about the middle of August, the middle of September, if everything goes well, if he's back and he's healthy and he's fit, which shouldn't be an issue, it's a hand problem, and he's got his feel, um, eight weeks, bring him back. That puts us in the middle of September, right? Yeah, early, early to mid-September. Okay, so we've got the first game will be played July 30th. The first round of the playoffs after the eight games will be August 17th. By the way, doesn't this just sound so weird, right? We're talking about the NBA playoffs in August. You've got the NBA starting playoffs August 17th. The conference semifinals are scheduled for August 31st. By the way, you guys who are listening right now, this is good for you because I was having the same sort of issue. Like, explain to me what the dates are so I can start thinking about this stuff. So... The conference semifinals are August 31st. The Western Conference Finals, I know it seems like everybody has this foregone conclusion, Clippers, Lakers, start September 15th. And the NBA Finals are scheduled right now, as I understand it, for September 30th. You're going to be playing the NBA Finals in early October. Is it, Here's today is the middle of July. 
two months out is the middle of September. The middle of September is when the, uh, the playoffs will already be well into it because you'll be into the conference finals. Is Rondo coming back, and will he be impactful come the conference finals? Or, Bergman, this is right to you, or mm-hmm. will all these other guys that are on this roster that have been waiting for their shot, who are going to have a chance... Is someone going to step up, be part of a rotation? You don't want to mess up chemistry. He comes back. He's not what he was. I mean, there's a lot of questions about the future of Rondo this season from my perspective. I mean, what he was is is a debatable thing. Some people love him, but there is that whole, you know, playoff Rondo that people have been really excited for. I, I really hope and I believe that guys are going to step up. I am hoping that Deion Waiters is going to just be a stud and be hitting, hitting shots and playing good defense. You heard what Smith Mike Bone said, right? You heard what Mike Bone said a few minutes ago. Did you not hear this? He said, hope I, is not a strategy. <laughs> no, hope is not a strategy, but I, how, what else, how else am I supposed to say it? And I, if you want me to say what I believe, I believe that Dion Waiters is going to step up. I believe that Alex Caruso is going to step into the starting rotation and be very, very good. I think that KCP might find some time there, but most likely he'll probably still be coming off the bench and he'll be and he'll be showing having that factor for him. I honestly believe that Quinn Cook will be will be a, a good step up than from what we had. I just believe that this team will do what it needs to do to get to where it needs to and win an NBA championship. The loss of Rondo is not the end-all be-all for all of this. It doesn't mean that they don't win a, a, a championship this year. It just means that there's going to be a few minutes in every game where you're like, God, I wish I had a ball handler on the floor right now. Or I wish LeBron never comes off the floor. Well, <laughs> he can't play in 48 minutes a game every night. I'm telling <laughs> you right now that, that in his mind, in LeBron's mind, you're now in your mid-30s. You've got everything you ever wanted in life. But right now, you're playing for the Lakers, and just like you had to deliver in Cleveland, you've got to deliver for the Lakers. And by the way, if you're going to deliver for the Lakers, this is the year. I don't mean to sound so overly symbolic, but I love symbolism, so I'm going to be. Listen, this is the year of Kobe. I don't mean to belabor this point. I don't mean to over uh, uh, dramatize this. I'm not trying to sensationalize it in any way. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm trying to get myself into the mindset of LeBron. And if you're now with the Lakers and last year was a disaster, I can remember being at a, at a Rams game and watching LeBron and the entire Lakers team walk across the field down towards the far end zone, uh, the big end zone. Um, and and I, I can remember them all down there in this like hospitality area. And I, I literally walked about five yards behind LeBron from, from the tunnel where the players come out all the way to the hospitality section. So call it 150 yards. And I walked behind LeBron five yards behind him going, I'm checking out his gate, man. How's he, how's he walking? How's his, how's his legs look? How's his ankle look? I mean, is he limping at all? I mean, how is he? And he didn't deliver in year one. Okay. And, and here's year two and here's the Kobe situation and here he's got AD. And for me, Rondo Bradley, Everybody aside, it's about one guy and his desire, and that's LeBron. 
Right, and LeBron is. In, I'm not going to take anything away from the fact of what Kobe meant to the city and what he meant to the Lakers and everybody else. And that is a gigantic part of. Hey, if you win in the same year of Kobe, that is a it's a huge accomplishment. I think there's more to it, and this is the analytical side of Greg Bergman, right? This is there's so many things that next year everything changes. Clay and Steph are back. Um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are playing together. I mean, the the, amount of the, the teams that are going to be around next year and, and at full strength, yes, 100%, this is that year. All you really, uh, for the duos, you really have, the, the only one that really scares you is either going to be Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George or Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic and really that one you don't really get too scared about. And up in Milwaukee, it's Giannis by himself. Who knows if they bring somebody else next year to Milwaukee to make that team better? What if Giannis goes somewhere else and, and forms a super team somewhere else? Uh-oh. They're, all of a sudden, you have some you have some other issues around. So, yes, this year, right now, is the best chance he's going to get in a Laker uniform. That's what I'm trying to say to you. That's why I'm coming at you from the heart perspective, not from the mind perspective. Hey, coming up, let me get into what's going on now with the Washington football team that is finally going to change their name. And how is it that Post Malone, I don't know if you'd call him a rapper, the the artist, Post Malone now has a Patrick Mahomes autograph tattoo. Why did this kid get this tattoo with Mahomes' signature? I'm going to get to that story right around the corner. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. <laughs> I'm just reading some, some uh, Twitter feedback. People want to know if I am LeBron's side piece because I'm all over him. Good Lord, man. Hey, look, all I'm saying to you is this. It's one of these things where you got the player at the time and it's all converging and now you got injuries and, and guys opting out. It's about one guy. It's always been about that guy. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Keep the tweets coming at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N. Tag us at ESPN Los Angeles. Let's keep it rolling. You know, we're on the air three hours. Then we're off the air for 21 hours. Just because we're not on the radio doesn't mean we're not all hanging out. This is a community we're building. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And um, Post Malone, huh? A little Post Malone. I mentioned before the break that last year, it was two years ago, that the uh, Rams were playing the Cowboys in the divisional round of the playoffs. You'll have to check me on exactly the round, but I'm almost sure that's what it was. I was doing the game on radio that night. I was lines and Ron and the whole Lakers. And I walked behind him and I, I kind of was just sort of checking him out because he was injured at the time, trying to make my own evaluation. I'm walking down towards the hospitality end of the Coliseum, you know, like where fans are, you know, in some like really nice food, drinks, the whole deal. You're at the end zone. I mean, you got that, that field level. I'm walking around. You know, when you're, when you're working the sidelines, even on radio, you're holding a microphone. You've got on headphones. You can see the NFL logo on the microphone. And I, I'm walking in the end zone, and I see this guy, and he is freaking tatted head to toe and tats all over his face. Look, I know a lot of people love tats, but I'm always like, dude, the neck? Really? Or when people get them on their face, I'm like, really, dude? Like your whole face is tatted out? And that's Post Malone. That that guy. What are some of his other top songs? Let me hear a couple other top Post Malone songs. I've only I saw him one time at a at a music festival. He was great. But I was walking in the end zone at the Coliseum and I looked at Post Malone. I could see all the all the tats all over his face. So I'm looking at him and going, God, I know this guy. Where do I know this guy? And he's looking at me like I don't have no idea who that guy is, but he's walking on the field and he's got a microphone and 
You know, so he must be doing something. And we locked eyes, Post Malone and I. We locked eyes. And we kind of gave each other a little nod like, yo, what up? And then I was like, was that Post Malone? By the way, how do you not know Post Malone? It's not like he looks like somebody else. He had all those tats all over his face. Anyway, there's a funny story going around today that Post Malone has a tattoo of the new half a billion dollar man, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. The story goes that Post Malone was in Kansas City for a concert last year, the same day that the Chiefs were having their Super Bowl celebration parade. So Patrick Mahomes gets an invitation with Travis Kelsey to go backstage to see Post Malone. Apparently, they're back there playing like some kind of college beer pong game, and Mahomes and Kelsey are just taking it to Post Malone. The concert's about to start. They're like, yo, Post, we got to roll, man. It's time. It's time we got to go. And the next thing you know, Post Malone's like, no, I'm losing. I'm getting killed. These guys have beat me like 15 straight rounds. And I guess the, 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 the bet was, if I can't beat you guys, I will get a tattoo of your signature on my body. Now, that sounds flattering and dumb at the same time, but I guess when you're tatted head to toe, who's going to even know the difference? When you got that many tattoos, you're just like, screw it. Just keep going. Just ink me up. I don't have any tattoos. Brawny, you got any tattoos? Oh, no. Bergman is the tattoo master here at 710 ESPN. I am the tattoo king going on here. Um, I have, I think, six or seven at this point. Uh, Two of them are Hawaiian turtles that have my kids' initials in them, which I think is actually pretty cool because you can't really see it. Um, I have a koi, a giant koi on my right arm. Um, I have a microphone on my left forearm. I have Vin Scully's. <laughs> I have Vin Jeez. Scully's signature, which is probably not the best one of them all. But I mean, I do. Wait, well, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Yep. You mean to tell me we're talking about Post Malone? Yep. Who seems to be tatted head to toe? Yep. That even if you wanted to try and find Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey's autograph tattooed on his body, you'd probably never be able to find it. You have Vin Scully's autograph tattooed on your arm. I do. I do. And it's uh, it's not my favorite of the tattoos. I kind of want to get it taken off, but I do love Vin Scully and he really got me interested in just radio and in general. But I mean, I just don't need I mean, the guy's loving name Vin tattoo, Scully I mean. is one thing, but getting his right. tattoo. With right, his, I mean, right. Mike, so, why don't you just get a picture of his face on your chest? <laughs> right. No, not on my chest. Come on. You can't even see it. It's in a good spot on my arm. But either way, it was I was after the Dodgers made it to the World Series and it was and I was out and I had a drink and I was with this girl and I was like, oh, I'm just going to let's just go get tattoos. And then she got one and I got one. And this was what I came up with. You made a decision to get a tattoo, and you're not tatted head to toe like Post Malone. Nope. You made a decision to get a tattoo after drinking with a girl, and you chose to get Vin Scully's autograph tattooed on your arm. That's the that, that that's what you got that night. That that was the decision that was made. That is 100 percent correct. But I still like it, and you know, most people that see it, they're like, "Oh, that's actually pretty cool." So it just works. It's right underneath the microphone, so it looks like it's a part of the microphone. It works. It actually it works out just fine. It's Let me ask you a question. For Dodger baseball, I love. Let that me place. ask you a question. Let, let, <laughs> let me ask you something. Yeah, let's let's. You've, been, the, my, you've, been, in, you've been in the sports media industry for a while. You've been in in the LA market your whole life. Have you ever gone to Dodger Stadium, walked into the press box and said, excuse me, Mr. Scully, this is before his retirement. Have you ever walked in and said, excuse me, Mr. Scully, 
uh, hi, I'm Greg, and I need to just show you this, that I was drunk one night trying to show off to a girl, but look what I got. Have you ever shown Vin Scully this tattoo? No, I have not shown Vin Scully that tattoo. And I've actually never met Vin Scully in person, unfortunately. But, uh, I mean, he changed my childhood and my, my, basically my life listening to him on the, ra- on the radio or TV every night. It's been, it was fantastic. I love it. Hey, listen, it. I, I understand you're just going to have to work with me on this a little bit that I think it's just a little weird. That's all. That's fine. You, but gee, you're not a tattoo guy. Like you don't get them. If you got one, I guarantee you'd get more. Yeah. Well, that's the way it is. I mean, I, I know that's the way it is. People who get them, like once they get them, they, they can't stop. And that's probably how Post Malone got his face all tatted out. Um, <laughs> yes. and, and certainly the way he got Patrick Mahomes' autograph tatted onto his body, which I thought was really weird, but not that weird because he's all tatted out. I think your Vin Scully autograph might be weirder. You know what? If you actually saw it, and I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you, it actually just yeah, fits it along me. with it. It actually fits along with the microphone itself. All right, tweet it to me. I want to see it, and I want everybody else to see it. Can you do that? Yeah, it's in a a weird spot, but I can try and take a picture of it in the correct way. You mean you you can't take a picture of it because of Well, it's it's like on the back of my forearm, so I have to figure out, like, which way my arm is facing and turned to make it look right. But, yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. Don't worry. All right, I'm very curious to see this now. Hey, I, I do want to get to... The, the name change that is coming. And, and before I, I get too deep into it, I, I don't want to belabor it, but I will say this. You know, Stephen A. Smith was with us last week. I'm a big Stephen A. fan. I love his passion, right? I love how energized he gets. I love the vocabulary that he makes up as the day goes on. I love Stephen A. I thought Stephen A. made a really good point. Listen, we can all figure this out. We're all grown-ups now, right? The, the, the reason Daniel Snyder is changing the name of the team is because it's finally going to hit him in the wallet. Let me play for you how Stephen A. described it. Roll with it, Brawny. If you recall, just a few years ago, each owner with their television deals received a check in excess of $226 million per owner for the television deal, and they were still lamenting the potential drop that would occur if indeed one of them had signed Colin Kaepernick. So they clearly worry about every dollar. And because of that reality, you knew that once these sponsors were threatening to pull out and what have you, unless a name change had occurred uh, for owners in a league that care about their money to this degree, change was inevitable. That's right. Change was inevitable. I love the story about there's a guy in Washington, D.C. who went out, and this is years ago. He was like, you guys got to change this name. It's offensive. It's racist. And he booked up like every possible name you could ever come up with. And he's trying to give it to, to Dan Snyder, but they, they won't even take this guy's call. He has like every domain name. He's taken every possible name you can think of. It is time. You know, I've had this argument with a lot of people here in the last few days that say, oh, well, you know, Snyder's just, you know, he's crumbling under the pressure. It's like, yeah. Yeah, he's crumbling under the pressure. The financial pressure when FedEx is telling you we're not going to spend money or Pepsi says, hey, we're not going to spend money when everybody who's on the ownership team says, I want out. I don't want to be guilty by association. Yeah, it's about money. Finally, it's about money. And that is what's going to make the change of the name. All right. Let me just tell you that ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And coming up, Kevin Harlan. One of the voices of the NBA and the NFL will appear here on ESPN Radio via the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. I want to talk about some football stuff coming up because I'm starting to see now J.J. Watt. Look, he's been hurt a lot, 
But when he's on, he's on, and he is one of the faces and one of the stars of the NFL, and he's talking about face masks and the inability to possibly breathe through these face masks, and he's saying, I don't want to play. So look, is the NFL going to have its fair share of troubles? I would guess so. I'm going to get to that story. Also, would you buy, I can tell you Bergman will because he's got this Vin Scully tattoo, would you buy a cutout of yourself and then pay money to the Dodgers to have them put the cutout of you in a seat in Dodger Stadium so that maybe, maybe when a foul ball is hit and they follow it into the stands, it may be your cutout of your face sitting in Dodger Stadium. Would you pay for that? Let me get to that story on the way. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. So what are you going to do? Are you going to shell out money to the Dodgers not to be in the ballpark, but to have a cutout of yourself in the ballpark? I'm getting to that story next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. If you're just getting with us here on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, we were having a conversation about tattoos. And Bergman here winds up telling us he's got a Vin Scully tattooed on his forearm. He has subsequently tweeted it. I have retweeted it asking if having Vin Scully's signature on your forearm tattooed is a tribute or if it's ridiculous. It's out there right now on Twitter at Scott Kaplan, K-A-P-L-A-N and tag at ESPN Los Angeles. You know, tattoos are dangerous, dude. Tattoos are very dangerous. I don't know if I, got, if I told you guys, but uh, when I was still married, I remember my wife and I went to Vegas one time and she was like, I want to get a tattoo. I want to get a new tattoo. And I'm like, no, no more tattoos. Enough with the tattoos. You got one here. You got one there. Enough with the tattoos already. But really, if I have to be completely honest and candid, it was really because I'm so cheap. I didn't want to spend $400 on a tattoo. You know, she wanted a tattoo. She's like, oh, these guys have a reality show and they've got cool tattoos and we're here. Let's just get it. And she was drinking. And I'm like, no, no tattoos. I didn't want to pay for it. I wanted the $400 for the blackjack tables. <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> I mean, they're expensive, a, but they're worth it. Man. I mean, they're me, absolutely I, worth it. I am just, I am vulnerable people. I am, I am giving you my vulnerabilities right now. I cannot lie to you. The truth of the matter is I'm too cheap to want to pay for her $400 tattoo. And I wanted the $400 so that I could go to the blackjack table. Well, of course, wouldn't you know, she wins out, right? No blackjack for me tattoo for her. So she goes in, she drank in, she starts to get this tattoo and she tells the tattoo artist, I want my whole family. I want one pink butterfly for me and a blue butterfly for my husband and then blue butterfly for my son and three pink butterflies for my daughters. And she gets this tattoo and she is so happy with this tattoo and she loves this tattoo. Of course, I hate the tattoo because I paid for the tattoo and I didn't want the tattoo. And wouldn't you know that now we're divorced. Now she got a tattoo, blue butterfly. That's me. I wouldn't get tattoos of anybody's name. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe my kid. You know what I'm saying? But like, I know people that they, they run an Ironman. The first thing they do is they run out and they get a tattoo on their ankle. I'm like, I didn't do that. I just, I, I'll tell you right now, Bergman, the, the tattoo of Vin Scully's signature on your arm for many people will be a tribute. And for That's those right. of us on the other side, we'll be like, dude, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, my boy Spider Ben has already said that it was a tribute, so thank you. 
Ben. Appreciate that. But either way, look, I mean, it is it is a tribute. It is to him. It's it's small. It's not like gi- this gigantic thing that that is all over the place. And also, I mean, it has meaning. All of my tattoos, except for one, has meaning. So I think that's the important. Which thing one about doesn't have it. meaning? <sighs> See, you don't say things like this to somebody like me. I listen, okay? All right. 80% of what we do here is about your ears, not your big mouth, okay? I, I, I know. All right. So I have one that is a – it is a – it's X-I-I-I on, like, underneath. Wait a second. Hold on a second. We're dealing with technology here. Hold on. Hold on. We're dealing with technology, and on rare occasions, sometimes things break up. You broke up. What did you say? All right, we may have lost Bergman, Bronny. Sounds like it. How unfortunate uh, technology bails him out. Well, that's exactly right. Just as he's about to tell us, you know, this I'm sure is a shameful story about why he has this one tattoo that doesn't have any meaning. But I'm going to move on, and here's why. Because all of this started, this conversation about Vin Scully's signature being tattooed on Bergman's arm, it started, and I had been thinking about this story. Have you guys read that the Dodgers are offering fans now the opportunity to purchase seats in 2020. So you can purchase a seat. You can't physically go into Dodger Stadium and sit in that seat, but you can pay the Dodgers for that seat. So the way the story is being reported is like this. There will not be fans this year in Dodger Stadium, okay? Uh, But the Dodgers have an idea that can get you there in spirit, if you will, okay? The cardboard cutout of the fan is now apparently a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. It's a thing. The word is that as of today, you as a fan can buy a cardboard cutout of yourself. I don't know how this works. Maybe you email a picture to somebody. They produce this cardboard cutout of you. And then if you're eventually watching a Dodger game, assuming the season gets played and gets to all 60 games, You're going to buy a cardboard cutout of yourself. The Dodgers then, from what I can gather, will take the cardboard cutout, put it in the seat that you pay for, and then hopefully, hopefully, when a foul ball is hit or a home run is hit, or maybe you're going to buy the seats right behind home plate, your face could be seen at a Dodger game even though you are not physically at the Dodger game. Now, If you want to be in the home run seats, okay, this is according to the report, located in the outfield pavilions, you're going to pay $300, $299. You know that mental game? It's not really $300. It's only $299. It's under $300. You're going to pay $299. Getting your face into the field or loge levels is going to cost you about half, about $150, but $149. You understand. So... If you are a Dodger fan and you're a season ticket holder, if you've got an account and you've got credit for the season, you can apply towards this. Would you do it? Would you do it? Would you pay money to have a cardboard cutout of you sitting in a seat in Dodger Stadium? I'm using Dodger Stadium as an example, but you can do it for any team. Would you do it if you're a Chicago Cubs fan, you're at Wrigley Field? Would you do it if you're a Yankee fan at Yankee Stadium? Would you pay $300 for a cardboard cutout of yourself to be placed out in the outfield so that when somebody hits a home run, they go, that ball is deep to left field, and it's gone. And then there you are, this picture of you. No baseball glove, not a human being, not three-dimensional, one-dimensional. 
cardboard cutout. Would you do it? Would you do it? Would you pay for it? 877-710-ESPN is our phone number. 877-710-3776. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. I would like you to do that. Go on to Twitter. Hit me up at Scott Kaplan. Tag at ESPN Los Angeles. Would you be willing to buy a cardboard cutout of yourself at Dodger Stadium? I definitely want to know what you think. On the way, he is the voice of the NBA on TNT. He is the voice of NFL football and the Super Bowl on Westwood One. You see him on CBS Sports coverage of the NCAA basketball tournament and the NFL. Coming up next, the legendary Kevin Harlan will join us to explain What will NBA broadcasts look and sound like? What is the future of NFL broadcasting this season? Kevin Harlan is next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.